0: Through
1: authentic conversations
2: that is sure to be on everyone's lips. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to episode four of On Everyone's Lips. We are so happy you guys chose to listen to us. My name is Chelsea
0: Jade. My name is Lindsay J. My name is Monique Nose, aka Mo. And we are the ladies of O.E.L.
2: Hey. Hey, y'all. <laughs> What's up? So, uh, the title of tonight's show, episode four, um, Central Park Five, When They See Us, A Miscarriage of Justice or Common Occurrence. So, since tonight, <clears throat> this topic is real intense, let's start off with some good, good vibes and, yes, you know, there's yes. nothing like, you know... After you eat your Chinese meal. <laughs> that PF Or the SPF
0: chains, <laughs>
2: Yes. SPF yes. chains, And you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing like good affirmations. So let's open up our fortune cookie.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Who wants to go first? Oh, this is exciting.
1: Let me see what it says. Well, I should say something I don't want it to say. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be like, dang, nah.
0: Ooh, I got a good one, y'all. So mine says you will be unusually successful in business. I hey, receive wow. that. Oh, yes. I claim it. That. So it claim all it claim it i
2: think i should go next yes mine says your present plans are going to succeed yes wow. a divine connection <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes. Mm. and
1: last but not least mine says there are many unexpected and thrilling surprises in store for you oh i yeah. Yeah. we yeah. are in <laughs> yes. i'm loving this. business <laughs> everything <laughs> success
2: yes level up, up on existence. all levels i love I, it i love a fortune cookie me too good vibes uh, okay y'all ready
0: yes let's do it
2: so today we're going to speak on the series when they see us created by ava duvenet it's been a really big topic these last couple of weeks. We all have seen parts of it and felt so many emotions. So just in case you do not know about it, I'll let Lindsay Jay give you some background on the story.
1: Yes, y'all. So um, for those of you who may not be aware about the um, Central Park Five, which is what they called it in the media, um, just to let you know, it took place in spring of 1989. There were about 30 teens hanging out in Central Park located in New York. And some of them were causing trouble. That same night, a woman named Patricia Melly had been out jogging in the park. She was found badly beaten and raped. And she was in a coma for about 12 days and suffered various other injuries. Um, Due to these disturbances that night, the cops were in Central Park and ended up apprehending four black teenagers and one Hispanic teenager. The teens were taken into custody. They were interrogated for hours without their parents. Um, The cops beat on the boys and forced them to commit to the rape and assault of Patricia Melli, even though they all advised that they did not do it. Um, The trial was based off of the false confessions that the boys had made that they were coerced to do, which... um, and there was no DNA evidence or any other evidence that proved that the boys were guilty. Linda Fairstein, the devil, um, <laughs> who was New York's, who was a New York City prosecutor who focused on violent crimes against women and children, persuaded Elizabeth Lederer, who was a, the lawyer to lead the prosecution against the five teenagers to you know convict them of the crimes. Um, and those five teenagers were Raymond Santana, who was fourteen years old. Uh, Kevin Richardson, he was also 14. Antron McCray, who was 15. Yusuf Salam. he was 15. Um, there was also Kerry Wise, but later after he was released, he changed his name to Corey. Um, he was 16 um, years old. And one thing to note about Corey um, that I really, like, it was just so sad In with, with watching the series. Um, one thing to note about Corey is that he did suffer from hearing problems and um, a learning disability, um but just to continue on the boys ended up being found guilty and they served between 6 to 13 years um Corey of course since he was the oldest one he was the 16 year old he um ended up serving his sentence in the infamous Rikers Island adult prison while the other ones went to the juvenile prison um years later the actual rapist um who went by the name of Matias Reyes um ended up confessing that he did the crime and the convictions of the five boys was vacated in 2002 in 2003, the five exonerated men sued New York City, as they should have, for malicious prosecution, racial uh, racial discrimination, and emotional distress. And um, New York City ended up settling with the men for 41 million. They should have got much more, but so that's just to give you guys some background on the story. And we're just gonna we just going speak from the heart because I think we all have very heavy emotions and. We invite you guys to give your comments on it as well. So if you're calling in or if you want to speak on it, um, just press star 2 on your phone and that'll let us know that your hand is raised and you would like to speak or join in on the conversation.
2: We got to give them the number just in case they tuned in and don't even know the number. Uh, you can be, We can be reached and you can chime in on tonight's topic. The number is 605-562-0444 and the show ID is 3907966 <laughs> she just kind of like
1: 7966 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so what are y'all what did y'all feel ladies like i mean Chelsea ch- tell tell us what you what did you feel
2: well to be extremely honest, I could not get past the very first episode. Um, yeah, I couldn't watch anymore. Like, I feel like in order for me to watch episode two, mm-hmm. in order to go on through the series, I need to let the first one digest because it was a lot. It just it made me think. It made me think about family. Um, it made me think about, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. It just made me think a lot like how us like we purposely get in trouble and we take pride. And I'm saying we as our black brothers and sisters, well, more so brothers, Mm -hmm. they take pride in going to jail for the stupidest things like not paying child support or going to jail for license being suspended or you chose not to show up to court. So now you got to go to jail. It's like the dumbest things to go to jail for. And this is what they waiting to do. They waiting to put you in jail.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I th- I think it, it's sad and it's sad because it's all black and brown boys from areas. And I wouldn't even just say from areas that are, you know, impoverished um, areas. I just I don't know. I just feel like they are targeted the most, though, mm-hmm. because of, you know, the education may not be as, as well as good in those areas.
0: And it's just unfortunate they get the lower end of the stick. Yeah. I, I have to say that I, I did watch all four episodes um, and it was heavy. Episode number four, if anybody out there who's watched the entire mini series, I'm quite sure you can relate to me. Episode number four was focused on Corey, Rock, Corey Wise. He was the 16 year old who was sent to Rikers. He never went to juvenile, he went straight to the adult attention facility. And to see what he went through and to come out on the other side of it, just, man, I just, it just really, like Chelsea said, it made me think about family. It made me think about our young men. Just, you know, if, you know, you've ever been out targeted. But the main thing that really clinched me was that it was like because they didn't know their rights. They had them in the first episode. They were. They're interrogating them and just lack of knowledge to know that they had a right to a lawyer. They had a right for their parents to be there that whole entire time and just to see the justice system take advantage of that. Right. And then the thing is, even if they did, maybe even
1: if they did had heard about, you know, you can have a lawyer present. Those boys were being beaten and coerced to to confess to something yes. that they didn't commit. And then at 14 years old, who really knows? Like, who really takes time to think about that? All yes. you're thinking is, right. those boys sat there. They weren't fed. They probably sat there for hours. They probably were sleepy, yes. ready to go home and see their parents. And, you know, now you're stuck here in the police station. And they're like, if you tell us this, they're, they're yelling in your face. You don't know. And cops are very intimidating because you don't know. You know, their life, your life is in their hands and they have control over it. And for me, I think the hard thing to watch was, um, I think it was Anton, Antron uh, McRae, his, when his father came, when his family came, his parents and they went against, you know, told his dad, like, we know that you have a background and everything. And so his dad goes back in the room and like I said if you guys haven't watched it out there I really would recommend you watch it um so um I'm sorry if I'm speaking from a point of you know we've seen it so I may say some points that you may have not if you haven't seen it you may not know um so this is a spoiler we're speaking from the, the fact that we've seen it but um it's just really sad in me when Antron's um Antrons, but I'm sorry if I'm saying it incorrectly, but when his dad <laughs> I am, You look real frustrated just now because I'm trying to get it out and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Just <laughs> got real mad at <laughs> Calm down. Deep breath. One, two, three. But uh, <laughs> see it pisses you off, just think about it.
1: Can't even it does, talk right. Start right. stuttering. And, right. And it's just, you know, it really saddened me when when his dad came back in that room and and he was like, just tell them you did it. Just tell them, you know, agree with them, say whatever they want you to say. and He's like, I'm not going to say it. And he's crying to his daddy. And he's like, I don't want to say that because I didn't do it. And his daddy's telling him and his daddy's yelling at him. He's throwing a chair. And it was just heart So heartbreaking, because at that point. When you're a young child like that, you don't understand where your parent is coming from. And you know you listen to your parents because you look up to your parents. Yes. So and you for, think they're going to protect exactly. you. you know, so yeah. it just seeing that trust that he had in his dad and then to see his dad let him down. And I watched an interview that they did. And he said he never forgave his father. And it's just, it's just so
0: heartbreaking. Yes. That was, that was a very heartbreaking moment for me as well. I just it's it's, it's really crazy
2: Please. to me how they just make up stories and like she just really was sitting there like making it up as it go along and was making them. I, I, I and
1: I didn't get that. Yes. I don't get how you could want to frame something on someone that didn't do it. Like they were literally Linda and and if you don't know, like I said um in the beginning, Linda Fairseem was the one who um, the lead prosecutor who um, pretty much led this whole thing. She was really trying to drive in that the boys um, did this. So she was just coming up plotting and trying to do anything that she could. She lied, first of all. She they um, had to make up a time that the crime happened because it didn't coincide with with everything, the, with evidence, every, they the had. evidence that yes. they had. And that's what so, she was like. I, I hope yes. you make
2: sure you let them know like they
0: where they're supposed to be. Exactly. At least let them know. Yes. And <laughs> how do you sleep at night? Exactly. How, how do yeah. you sleep at night?
1: Yeah. And then you she lied that. and said that they had DNA evidence in a sock on the boys. When Elizabeth, um, so she got Elizabeth letter, Letterer to uh, lead the prosecution in um, prosecuting the boys when the, when the trial came. Um, and she ended up lying to Elizabeth and telling her, oh, we have DNA evidence in the sock. Come to find out that DNA evidence was inconclusive. None of the boys matched with the DNA evidence that they got. So it was just, I, I just don't understand how someone wants to frame a person. Why, why would I want to do that? Why do I have to make up lies? So I think that was um, something that was just very hurtful. And and like I said, you guys can chime in as well. If you want to chime in, if you watched it as well and you have some points that you want to speak on, please press star two. And that raises your hand to let us know that you you would like to speak. Press star two and we'll join you in on the conversation. Hello, you're live on OEL. Please state your name and where you're calling from.
3: Yeah, this is D'Angelo calling from uh from Maryland.
2: Hi D'Angelo. How you doing? Good. Thank you for calling. Did you have a comment on, <laughs> on this topic?
3: I do, I do. Um I I haven't watched it yet. Um I don't plan on watching it just to let you know. Only reason and this kinda like I wanna go back to kinda like what she was saying in the beginning. She was talking about um I guess her name is Feinstein. She called her the devil. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. That's probably mm-hmm. not why I'm not going to watch it. Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we live in like a white supremacist um, or white inferiority uh, system. Right. And they kind of profit off us on the front end and the back end off a of black plight.
0: Mm-hmm. So they
3: profited off of taking them to jail, um, prosecuting them, um, and then having them sit in jail. They didn't compensate them for their time. And then they're making money off, well, they're not making money off the back end, but we kind of see the system and how they profit on every single aspect of black plight. And I don't like that. So I don't, I don't, I don't support it, even though I understand it, but we have so many examples of that all across this country, mm, matter yeah. fact, all across this world where I don't really have to watch it. Like I already know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I, mean, I get it. Exactly. So, um, that's just how I feel about the situation, but I definitely like understand what's going on and i kind of feel like when a lot of people don't pay attention and when you put trauma behind it um a lot of a lot more eyes are open to it so i'm glad you know it is a movie and it is a series it is um getting more uh, light to it but i just wish more people would just pay attention to right the system in general because this is how it's built for it for like black people in general you know and we just, it just we don't get a fair shake, and then I just I just want you know I'm just glad it's out there for people to see, for us.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. And I just wanted to uh, piggyback off of something D'Angelo said because I watched the interview, the Oprah interview that did that she did with Ava DuVernay and the entire cast, and also the Real Five gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And um, Ava DuVernay said that she made the film. To put awareness because being that it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. people who aren't in our community, you know, who aren't aware access to has it. access to it. And so she really made this film, you know, for that reason to bring light to this and to bring awareness to see can we make change? Can can this help us, you know, move change? Because we know this happens a lot. This happens all the time, you yeah. know, and it's really sad and. It's just, you know, how, what can we do to bring awareness to it and to evoke change?
2: But it's, it's it's almost as if, like, the more you watch it, the more you see films about it, the more they get it across. It just, it's just so wrong and so negative that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's not a good feeling. So you have to be, like, it makes you mindful. Like, you don't know the intentions of. Like you don't want to be that way, but this is, it's kind of more, it it feels like it's like a, not like a hate towards them, but it's more like you have to really, really be mindful.
1: Right. And it makes you scared to have, you know, I I was, when I was watching it, I was thinking, man, how scared I am. If I have a a child, another child and I have a boy, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really scared for him because growing up in this world, they don't care about black and brown boys. And I've come to realize like, they don't, they really don't. If we don't love them, who's going to like, who's really going to love them? Like the way, like, that's why it's like very, you know, you got to talk to your kids. You got to nurture them and, and let them know because honestly, in this black community or whatever, we, we're all we got. Like if we don't uplift each other, if we don't, you know, tell each other, we love you. We watching out for you. I don't know. Like, like he said, like, Nando said, it's, it's, almost like especially
2: and i don't there's just so many things you can get into but i know it's it's a lot with of things about the yeah, mamas with this like season, yeah how mamas couldn't let you know their kids go to jail or they would do this that think about it like yeah. you, you now you know but at the time they that person like you may not have not have known and you know like it's easier said than done and you're scared of the unknown. You don't yeah, know what don't they're going to do. If yeah. you don't
1: commit to this, if you don't agree with us, you don't know if the cops are going to come and shoot you, you know, one day. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's happening now, like where cops are killing black and brown boys and don't nobody care. So back in the day, you don't know if w- what they were capable of, capable of or what they were going to do. And... Chelsea, I know you spoke on and, and mentioned something. When we were speaking about just oh, yeah. knowing your rights and yeah. talk about that incident.
2: that Yeah, happened. I remember living in Stafford. It was, I think I was in high school. Um, me and some of my friends, we was out, went to go get something to eat from the McDonald's right there in Stafford. And we made a U-turn. And next thing I know, Stafford County police was pulling us over. And I ain't really had no reason They tried to say that the I think the headlight of the vehicle was out Long story short They had searched the car Had put us all on the curb Had us sitting on the curb Searched my purse I said dang All oh, that wasn't even necessary All that But well, we ain't even gotten nothing. I mean Had they known But <laughs> oh, They really ain't had no reason to search At right. all exactly. At all I told my mom Came on told my mom She just was like What? <laughs> <laughs> why you ain't tell me <laughs> that's a black motherfucker. they ain't been. have to do that they weren't supposed to do that you should have called me I know that's I real. ain't even think. You so caught up in the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, yes. you don't even... That's not the first thing you worrying about. Like, I just need to get out of this, you know, exactly. this whole situation. I just need to get home. Thinking. Like, Imagine. I'm not yes. calling anybody. I need to focus on what's going on right here. I need to make sure I get home. Right. Yes. Exactly. And then if you probably would have told them you wanted to call their,
1: your mom, they probably would have told you to sit your butt down and be quiet or something. They probably wouldn't <laughs> have even let you
2: call her. You know, it's, it's like... It, <clears throat> it, watching this also... Made me wonder because it's a lot of you know you growing up in the hood you gotta live you you want to play dirty you need to take the consequences and you know you got rats and snitches and stuff people get mm-hmm. you know made fun of but these dudes turned on each other like they were homies right
1: well they actually well some of like, them they didn't
2: even know to, each other
0: though <laughs> but they didn't know each yeah other. they didn't know each the other the only two that knew each other was Corey Wise and. And, and yusuf and yusuf they yeah. knew each other because he went to help of, um, him Corey right. went
1: down to the police station to help yusuf just when they came him. to yeah yeah just okay. to help
2: him okay so still you have people who out here who are really snitching on people and mm-hmm. you never know what what's being held over their heads we don't know mm-hmm. exactly yeah but i also
1: think it's about the areas that these people are growing up in. And I think that's the unfortunate thing. It's and like. doing
2: stuff to yeah. to yeah. And
1: they're. You know. They know. Oh. Let's go get these boys. They're from this bad area. They don't have nothing. They feel like they don't have nothing going for them. Because you really don't ever know. What somebody got going on for them. But they feel like. Oh, let's go get these boys. We can go ahead and start charging them and putting stuff on them because they grew up in these bad neighborhoods anyway. Nobody's going to know the difference because they're always getting into something. So they feel like they can do that. Um, But we we do got some callers. Let's go ahead and get some people because we want you guys to join in on the conversation. So we're going to start taking some callers. Hello, you're live with OEL. State your name and where you're calling from.
4: Hi, this is April in Stafford, Virginia. How are you doing tonight, ladies? Hi. Hi. How you
1: doing? We're doing well. And yourself?
4: So this subject is uh, really uh, has a big lump in my throat because I have a son. And uh, I didn't watch the series because I'm already concerned about when my son leaves the house. And... The number one thing that I always say to him is to just cooperate with the police. Mm-hmm. But um, sorry if you hear me getting choked up because no, we
0: understand when you yeah, carry your a
4: child for for nine months. I just you know they have no connection to that individual.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
4: can only imagine what the mothers and fathers were going through or feeling when this incident happened to their child. But I don't know if it was a money thing that they couldn't afford, you know, a lawyer mm-hmm. or what it was. But I just know for me and mine, I don't care what it is I had to do. If I had to sell my ass to mm-hmm. get the money that I need for my child, that is what April is going to do. Okay. Because I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm just not going to have my child in jail when he's innocent. I just, mm-hmm. I just can't see that happening. And, um, you know, I know they had them interrogating them for such a long period of time. When Paris leaves the house and he's gone for more than three hours, I'm calling him. I'm texting him. Are you okay? And if he doesn't respond to me, first I'll text him. And if he doesn't respond to me within 20 minutes, I'm calling because I need to hear your voice and I want you to tell me that you are okay. And that's just Mm -hmm. the world that we're living in with our black males right Mm -hmm. now. Absolutely. And it's actually, it's been like that for a minute, but just because of now we have uh, social media and we're made more aware of incidents that's going on, we're able to see it more. I mean, it's been going on for a long time, but it's just, it's it's so unfortunate.
1: Yeah, It it really is. And like you said, um... The day and age that we live in now, it's 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 kind of bittersweet because it's like it's good because now it more attention is coming to it because now we're able to see it and people are recording it. But it's unfortunate because now we get to see how much is it goes on actually, you know. Mm-hmm. But thank you so and I much. I
4: promise you that that prosecutor, she would have caught some hands. I'm going <laughs> to find that address yeah. and I'm going over there. I'm going over there and whoop some ass. Yeah, that's just purposes
2: because you just not yeah yeah it was, I, yeah, I yeah money that. money wouldn't cover that up for me mm. was, no
4: no no <laughs> no that's that's just how i know
1: that's how i roll <laughs> yeah it's, it's horrible well thank you so much april we appreciate it and everybody else if you guys have any comments if like april if you have a son or you want to make a comment if you watched it Please call in because we want to hear from you. Please press star two and we'll see that you've raised your hand. Um, I do want to make note because we, we, we spoke about um, the justice system and just how they get people caught up. I do want to say a comment from uh, Brian Stevenson. He was actually, um, Brian Stevenson is the founder and the executive director of the Equal Justice Initiative in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, he's a widely acclaimed public interest lawyer who has dedicated his career to helping the poor, the incarcerated and the condemned. Um, he was actually on the Oprah Winfrey uh, podcast, the Super Soul podcast, I want to say maybe about a, a year ago, 2018. Um, if you haven't watched it, I really or if you haven't listened to it because it's her podcast, um, you know, I definitely think you should listen to the, the episode because he, you know, spoke from a good place but um and he just had some really good points but one of the quotes that he made was just so um endearing and very dear to the heart because I feel like it's so true and it's sad but it's true what he said was he said we have a justice system we have a system of justice that treats you better if you're rich and guilty than if you're poor and innocent wealth not culpability shapes outcomes and I just feel like that's one of the realest quotes ever um because it's so true if you can buy yourself out of anything and that's the sad part these boys grew up in a bad area they probably you know like uh April had mentioned before they don't they didn't have the means to probably pay for a lawyer or be able to afford that so they kind of get the bottom of the toe pole get whatever lawyer is probably appointed to them which is probably on the prosecution side anyway which they were um when you if you watch the the series you'll see that and it's like if you You can be guilty, but if you're rich, you can buy yourself out of something. If you're poor, they'll offer you a plea deal and you didn't even do you didn't even commit the crime. But this is how they fill up their jail system.
2: They get you to go in there and plead guilty. Hold hold a high, long sentence over your head.
1: Exactly. And make you make you feel like, oh, my goodness, I could get twenty five. 30, 50 years or life. Right. But if I take this plea deal, I only have to do 10 years. This is how the justice system gets you in it. I really highly suggest if you haven't gotten a chance because um, Ava DuVernay is a freaking genius um, and she's phenomenal with her artistry. I really suggest that you watch the 13th documentary on Netflix because that goes into detail um, about the justice system and what they have done and how they're getting people caught up and, um, and all of the going to prison and working for these high corporations and how they're making money off of our boys going to jail. Mm-hmm. So I really mm-hmm. highly suggest you watch that. Again, it's called 13th and it's on Netflix. Ava DuVernay created it, produced it. It's amazing. And you're going to get some really good detail on that documentary. It'll, I'm telling you, it's going to open your eyes wide open, just like this documentary opened my eyes because apparently. Um, they have made a documentary on the Central Park Five before um, and I know they don't like to be called the Central Park Five, but of course, that's what it's widely known as for years so but they've made um apparently they've made documentaries on it before, but I guess I am not sure if it was just you know because it was so long ago or i I don't know i want I don't want to say that it wasn't as impactful because
2: anything on this story is impactful because I just think it's that sad. But this one just yeah. brought, I think in this series is probably the most watched Netflix series that has been. Yes. I think i seen an article on it. Yes.
0: And just to talk about the name a little bit, I watched the Oprah in- interview once again, and they interviewed Ava DuVernay and she talked a little bit about naming the title of the miniseries when they see us Um And how that came about, because she was saying that the Central Park Five was a name given to them by the media, by the justice system. They didn't choose that name. That name was given to them falsely over these false accusations. That's why they don't want to
2: be called it. Yes. (laughs) And so
0: she said when she was making this this miniseries and doing this story, she wanted to. She wanted them to be known for their individual names and not the Central Park Five, because that was a name that was placed on them, unfortunately. So I, I thought that was powerful, you know, when I and it made it made perfect sense.
1: Yes, it definitely does. It, and um, I think it's just it's a powerful topic and you we could go on and on and on about it um, because it's it's an injustice that's been done to. Um, our men, our black and brown boys across the world in in America. And it's just so sad. I mean, you could just talk about this on, you know, all night because it's just so many instances where this has happened. Um, I
0: do want to mention, Mo, you I know you said there was a petition. There is a petition on change.org. Um, It's a petition for Linda Fairstein, the devil, (laughs) (laughs) to silence her. It's called hashtag cancel Linda Fairstein justice for the Central Park five. And that is pretty much a petition because she makes money off. I believe she's a writer now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, she's a publisher. She, you know, she's still out there making money, you know, freely. And because she knew she knew that that these boys were innocent there's no way that she can disrupt these five lives and not have any repercussion for it so i feel like this petition is it's it's a good one all of them actually yeah all of them need
1: to be because elizabeth letterer go on her book go on her page too and letterer is (laughs) (laughs) l-e-d-e-r-e-r Go on her page and uh, go look her up as well because she she knew that these and the investigators, all
0: of them.
2: So I think moving forward, we all should you know um, just open our eyes and you know do our research, read up on our history, know our rights. You know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what we have the right to do. You know,
1: absolutely. And talk to your talk talk to to your your, kids, talk to your kids, and let them know that if if this happens if someone does bring you in for questioning. You don't say anything without me being present, without a lawyer present. You tell them, I want I want a lawyer. I'm not speaking. I'm not saying anything until I get a lawyer. They will try to beat you down. They'll try to starve you, whatever. But let them know that, baby, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's, it's going to be okay in that. I know it's easier said than done. But please, please, please stress that to your, to your boys that, you can't don't ever do what the cops just want you to do.
2: Yep. Yeah. Don't agree. Don't sign yep. nothing. Don't yep. agree to nothing. Cause something's gonna it's come easy. said, than, that's it's, the touchy, but that's, that's the, that's the scary part. It's mm-hmm. easier said than done. Cause you never know what they'll attempt to do. Exactly.
0: Yes. And I, I just wanted to say about the movie. I, we're talking about real lives here. And, the movie really brought to life these stories. And I just say it's it's a shout out to all the actors that were involved Phenomenal in the movie. job. Yes. And um and it was a heavy, a heavy heavy topic to to tackle and even for the actors involved you know they really had to get into character and and understand the lives of these young men that they were portray- portraying and um they did a great job um i think it's oscar worthy i'm just going to put that out there i um you know i feel like um you know, it was just that good. It was that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah shout out good. to
1: Jarrell Jerome. That's the actor that, that played, played Corey, Corey Wise. Weiss. And he was also a movie. Episode number four. I just can see him going so, so far. I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. I mean, I haven't seen him do anything that I don't like. Like, he's, he's an amazing um, actor and... I don't know Jarrell, if you I don't know if you ever going to hear this but <laughs> I left a comment on your on your stuff cuz I just love your work. I think you're an amazing actor like just phenomenal. I hope you get all the accolades that you can get cuz you deserve that. Give him his money, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So we're going to close out tonight's show. Um, you can contact us at podcast at OELshow.com. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at show. You can also follow us on um, Facebook on everyone's lips. Um, please like, share, you know, subscribe. Uh, The feedback hotline is 571-206-8292. There you can give us your feedback on the shows. You can also, um, if it's something that you want to discuss anonymously, you can also contact the feedback hotline with your um, topics. Please subscribe to our podcast on everyone's lips. That's with apostrophe S on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and other platforms that you may consume podcasts. You can also catch us on the True Radio Network under BlawtalkRadio.com. Please give us a rating. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated, but all honest feedback is welcome. Mo, take us
0: away. Yes. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. And until we meet again, live well, laugh often, love much. Good night. <laughs>